Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today is Monday, December 14th, 2020. On this day in 2000, President Vladimir Putin pardoned retired U.S. naval officer Edmund Pope after a Russian court convicted Pope of espionage and sentenced him to 20 years in prison. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the release of the American Edmund Pope from a Russian detention center where he'd spent 253 days in custody. Let's go back to Russia on December 14, 2000. Eleven days before Christmas, Edmund Pope received an unexpected gift. Russian authorities announced that President Vladimir Putin had pardoned him and cleared him of all charges. Pope had arrived in Russia nine months earlier on business. He'd been contracted by Pennsylvania State University's Applied Research Laboratory to learn more about a new technology being developed in Russia, rocket-propelled torpedoes. Given Pope's background as an ex-U.S. naval intelligence officer, he knew Russian officials would likely keep tabs on him. He expected as much. So naturally, when he purchased five technical reports from a Russian professor at Bauman State University in Moscow named Anatoly Bobkin, he took proper precautions. Both Pope and Bobkin signed contracts acknowledging that the reports did not contain any classified information. Yet on April 3, 2000, members of the Russian Federal Security Service arrested him and brought him to Lefortova prison for questioning. He stood accused of espionage. At first, Pope thought the arrest was a joke, but his tune changed when authorities locked him in an 8-by-15-foot prison cell. For days, Pope was interrogated around the clock, the Russians believed he was a high-level spy working for the CIA. To make him miserable, they kept his cell at a chilling 45 degrees Fahrenheit. He experienced no physical abuse, but witnessed the corporeal torture of at least two fellow inmates. And he was subjected to sleep deprivation and other forms of psychological warfare. Days turned to weeks, which turned to months. Eventually, Pope was moved to a communal six-bunk cell in the prison. There, his cellmates chain-smoked cigarettes, ate his limited provisions, and, on one occasion, stole his medicine. When it came time for a trial in December, the proceedings were held behind closed doors. Pope's lawyer demanded an acquittal, outlining to a judge the reasons why Pope had done nothing wrong and how the prosecution had failed to provide proper evidence. But ultimately, on December 7th, the court convicted Pope and sentenced him to 20 years in prison, the maximum he could receive. That time would be spent performing hard labor. 
which is why Pope was shocked to learn that the Russian president had pardoned him almost immediately after the ruling. He may have spent 253 days in custody, but he never served a day of his official sentence. Within hours of the announcement, Pope appeared before the press. Responding to a reporter's question about how it felt to be a free man again, he said, I have mixed feelings. I'm glad, but at the same time, I'm sad that I may have caused harm to the relations between our countries. Of course, this diplomatic response was made before he and his wife Sherry boarded a plane headed to an American hospital in Germany. The media would have to get the full story later, once he confirmed that he wasn't about to die. Coming up, how the KGB, the Russian Mafia, and the U.S. government conspired to make Edmund Pope sick. Hi, listeners, it's Vanessa. If you haven't had a chance to check out the entertaining new podcast, Blind Dating, now's the time to binge what you've missed before catching all new episodes every Wednesday. In this Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match with a twist you'll never see coming. Join host Tara Michelle as she introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. Through a series of illuminating games and questions, the trio will get to know one another without the distraction of appearances. But once the cameras are turned on, is personality still enough for these strangers to fall for each other? Or will they say farewell? Connect with new episodes of Blind Dating every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. On December 14, 2000, President Vladimir Putin pardoned Edmund Pope, a former U.S. naval intelligence officer who was convicted of espionage in Moscow. The factors that led to Pope's arrest and conviction in Russia were almost entirely political. It likely wasn't coincidence that Vladimir Putin had been elected president just eight days before Pope's arrest on March 26. Pope believed his detainment was a political ploy enacted by the country's newest administration. It was meant to send a threatening message to the world, and as a display of strength to the Russian people. In his book about the experience, Pope writes, Russians are not evil to their core. The people I dealt with at the universities and institutes spent most of their lives employed and protected by the state, with guaranteed salaries and life on benefits. After the fall of the Soviet Union, they were still in the same lines of work, but no longer had a guaranteed salary or a guaranteed job. This made them desperate and willing to do almost anything to survive, including, quite possibly, framing him and handing him over to the Russian Federal Security Service. Pope's release was political as well. 
after he was thrown in prison, disputes came from the White House and from Pope's employer, albeit later than Pope hoped. The Clinton administration issued an official statement calling his imprisonment unjustified and asking for his prompt release. But no serious movement was made until after George W. Bush was elected President of the United States of America in November 2000. At least one former Russian ambassador to the U.S., Vladimir Lukin, believed that Pope's pardon, which came just a few weeks after the election, was a political present, possibly to inspire warm relations with Bush's new administration. While that may be true, Pope also advocated for his own release. After being sentenced to 20 years in prison, he wrote a letter to Putin explaining why he needed to be released, noting his father's terminal illness and worry about his own health as his reasons. Before his incarceration, he'd battled a rare form of bone cancer, which he worried might have come back, and he suffered from a thyroid condition called Graves' disease. He believed that his time in prison might kill him. Though he most likely omitted one very important reason why he held that belief, Pope suspected he was being drugged. He later told CNN that during the worst part of the drugging, he could not stand up for three days, couldn't eat, sleep, or talk. This drugging supposedly happened as a part of an elaborate plot funded by Americans and enacted by the KGB and the Russian Mafia. For $800,000, they would poison Pope enough for him to become sick. When his symptoms got bad enough, prison officials would send him to an outside hospital in a transport. That transport would then be hijacked and Pope would then be kidnapped and brought back to the United States for medical care. Luckily, Pope's wife, Sherry, and a former American congressman, John Peterson, caught word of the plan and put an end to it before it did too much damage. When Pope was finally freed, it was through proper channels. Within a couple of hours of his release, Pope and Sherry boarded a plane to Germany, there, he checked into Launchstuhl Regional Medical Center to receive medical clearance. Incredibly, aside from losing a significant amount of weight, about 25 pounds, and two teeth, doctors declared him healthy. From Germany, he traveled to his hometown, Grants Pass, Oregon, in order to spend time with his parents, and especially his ailing father. In the end, Pope maintained an optimistic outlook on his experience. He wrote, I want to make sure that people understand that I have great respect and admiration for the Russian people. They are bright and industrious and warm, but they're still being subjugated by a harsh regime that has taken a step backwards under Vladimir Putin. Unfortunately, Pope's experience in 2000 is being eerily mirrored today. As of this recording, American journalist Paul Whelan, who was arrested in December 2018, is being held in Russia for espionage charges. In January 2020, a court sentenced him to 16 years in a labor camp.
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories of double dealing and political intrigue, check out Espionage on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Connor Sampson, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Listeners, there's no better time than right now to open your heart to the hit Spotify original from Parcast, Blind Dating. Every Wednesday, find out if personality alone is enough to make a love connection. Follow Blind Dating, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.